Welcome to The Chosen Business Owner, where Michelle Real will be interviewing entrepreneurs, franchisers, and more to learn how to build the perfect business. Michelle is an entrepreneur who has over 25 years of business experience. She is excited to build a community with other driven entrepreneurs and business owners. Michelle's hope is that this podcast will inspire you to continue pressing forward on your business journey as a chosen business owner. and welcome to the Chosen Business Owners Podcast. I am your host, Michelle Riel, and today we have the pleasure of talking with Philip Lell, and he is the owner and CEO of Presidential Pools. And so, Philip, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Yeah, I'm so excited to talk with you today. So um, let's just get started. Let's just jump right in and get started. Um, If you want to just share with us how you got started with presidential pools, when you got started, because I think that's kind of um, unique to your um, journey with them and um, share a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey. You you told me earlier before we started the podcast that you're a serial entrepreneur. So I'm curious to hear about some of your other businesses as well. So yeah, let's just get started. Yeah. So thanks for, uh, thanks for having me once again. Um, Serial entrepreneur. I I think a lot of people use that terminology uh, loosely. It started when I was a kid growing up. Um, my first job out of college was a financial planner commission only. So it was almost like I had my own business at that point. Um, while I was going through financial planning, we decided, my partner and I, uh, to try to cut cable. We started a company called Sky Street Technologies, uh, which is still around. It's 11 years old. It's a streaming media player company. Uh, we just recently got Google certified. So we did deals with Netflix and Amazon and all that other good stuff. Um, during that time, I wanted to diversify and started a gym, which unfortunately ended up folding during COVID, during the shutdown, which is unfortunate, but uh, I think everything happens for a reason. Um, I have some multiple other companies, you know, that, that are working. We have a company called Lobster Slapper. It's a measuring gauge that my cousin started. I help gauge and all that stuff over in China. Um, and a lot of other fun e-commerce stuff. We had a, a men's skincare company called TheMetroMan.com for all the men's skincare stuff and shaving and hair stuff. Uh, but nothing like the pool business. Um, I got the pool business because I wanted to build a pool. And I found out how much money it was to build a pool. So my partner decided to build his own pool. Pool was own permits, did it all by owner. I was like, man, that's amazing. Let's do it at my house. So he came to my house. He's my next door neighbor. Did it at my house. We saved some money. And I was like, okay, this, this works. A lot of trouble. You don't know the business. You know, you think we'll save money, but... Fortunately for me, my partner had a really good construction background. Me, not so much. Um, so we built the pool and I said, let's do this for real. Let's start a company. So 2020, 2019 rolls around. We're like, okay, cool. So we started this company called Pools by Owners. Um, and the, the premise of Pools by Owners was to allow the homeowner and the business owner to build a pool. No salespeople involved, none of the crazy um, overseas and stuff to get paid for it. Um, and then people started getting confused because they're like, wait a second, I'm the owner of the house. Am I building my own pool? I said, well, this isn't going to work. So we rebranded the presidential pools in 2020. 2020 is when COVID had a bidding, right? We all know there were called shutdowns. Well, it was kind of a blessing in disguise, right? Because everybody wanted to stay home and invest their money in their backyard, their family. So all of a sudden, boom, it hit. So we've gone from almost nil, zero, 2020 to almost 25 million this year. Um, and it's continually to grow. 
And it's been a, a wild ride. It's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of highs, a lot of lows, as you know, as being an entrepreneur. It's every ride you can imagine we've been on. Um, but we continue to plug forward and wake up every day and hard charge. So that that that's the story in a nutshell. I love that. So where are you located? You're where in Florida are you? We're in Orlando. Okay. Right in the center, central Florida. Okay. And what did you do initially to market and to get out there? What was your initial game plan with that? So I'm a big fan on content. Content always wins. It doesn't matter if it's good content, bad content, content on your iPhone, professional. The more you continually pump your name out there and continue to sharpen your sword on your trade, you're always going to take over. So initially, I took my marketing skills that we did with all the other previous companies on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube and said, let's just, let's let's overload the internet. Fortunately for me, this business was run and still is a lot of it by the good old boys, right? They've been in business for 30, 40, 50 years. Uh, maybe they're handing it over to their kids now, but their business was done on a handshake, word of mouth, maybe the yellow pages, right? Now times have changed. So we were one of the first, I want to say one of the first people to come in and doing YouTube videos, doing ride-alongs, doing a lot of Facebook ads, YouTube ads, Instagram ads, and that paid off tremendously. I mean, email marketing, right? So we're sending out emails every week. Whether you have a pool with us or not, let's just talk about pools, pool safety, right? Everybody needs to know about that stuff. Um, so that's really how we got involved. And all of a sudden, one led to two, two led to three. Now we're doing a bunch of commercial pools over on the beach and the hotels, and it's just boom, took off. Mm-hmm. So Tony, when you talk about email campaigns, because that intrigues me because we, with our tree service, we do some email campaigns. Do you just email to your past customers or are you emailing to other people or what, what do you do with an email campaign? So every lead we've received since 2019 is, I still have, I didn't get rid of one. So every phone number, every email address, I kept every single one and it's in a database. And I just want to keep everybody, keep presidential pools on top of everybody's head, right? All the time. Whether you have a pool or not, hey, how about ledge loungers? You heard of ledge loungers? Check out these cool ones you just came out with. Look on the lake, you know, they can take a look. Um, or it's, hey, check out this pool we just completed. I just want, like I said, content is king. And if they want to unsubscribe, go for it. But I want to make sure that we're constantly providing value to even those who don't need it or want it, because then they could tell their next door neighbor or something like that. And so tell me a little bit about you grew a business with basically zero experience initially, right? Exactly. You got in. Tell me a little bit about the growth in that and just um, maybe some of the pain points, some of the things from, you know, starting something that you're not familiar with. Sure. Um, So I think the hardest part about being a business owner or an entrepreneur in a field that you never grew up in is having people buy in, having people trust you, having people join your team with the same vision, right? So being a newer person in the industry, I'm like, hey, listen, we're going to grow this thing. To, we're going to be big. I, that was my goal from the get-go. Tom Hoffman, who, um, who was my mentor, brought me in the business. And he, I remember he told me, he's like, are you sure you want to get that big? And I'm like, Tom, I do. Because he was only made me deal like 10, 15, 20 pools a year. Living a comfortable life. He didn't have any employees except for his wife and one other lady. And it was comfortable. I like that. But I, I, I can't stay there. I'm a shiny object guy. There's an opportunity and it's sitting there. I'm going to grab it. We're going to go. So I told someone, I said, we're going to be the largest pool builder in Central Florida in the next five years. Um, and we're pretty darn close to doing that now almost four. 
but that was that was basically it. Just go and having people buy it. Once you have that buy-in and that trust, it's synergy, right? One plus one can equal three. You know, we can take that team and really overcome a lot of obstacles and a lot of hurdles by just working together. And it's like a family. So what does that look like with your employees as you're hiring people? Because I think I noticed you do you have like 80 some employees. Is that correct? No. So including some contractors, all that stuff, probably more than that. Um, in-house. Yeah. In-house right now, 28 that actually work in this office right here. Uh, once we include everybody else who shoots our pools, does the plumbing, does a tile, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, well over a hundred people that we're dealing with on a, on a daily basis. Okay. And how do you incorporate incorporate your vision and how do you get that out to them? Are there certain steps you take with them? Like, let's say I come on board today and I'm new with you. What would that journey look like? So what, what I really love about what I do is I'd hands on, I talk to everybody. I don't have a closed door policy. My door is always open and I interview everybody. Um, I should be starting to rely on other people to do that for me, but I love to talk to people and just tell them the vision. Like, Hey, listen, you're coming on board with a family. You can go talk to our other people that work here. I don't consider anybody my employee. I see myself as like their employee because if I'm not doing my job, nobody's got a job, right? So I need to be out there working every day, making sure that I'm working for them rather than vice versa than working for me. And I let everybody know that that sits in my desk. Like I'm going to do everything I possibly can to ensure your family's fed, ensure you have a retirement, make sure you're happy everywhere you go. Um, and it's worked and, and it continually works. And so in getting them enrolled, though, do you get them enrolled with the vision that you guys want to be the largest pool company in central or, you know, not central Orlando, but central Florida? All of Florida. So the goal is to be all of Florida. And that's the goal. So we've taken a different approach to our growth strategy. One of the things that I, I was, when I was in college, I worked for a company um, that was a distribution model, right? So there's salespeople, there's operations, there's a branch manager, uh, and everybody funnels up to that branch manager. I want to make presidential pools a name that people want to work for at a college, right? You wouldn't think of a company being somebody you want to work for at a college, but if there's growth opportunity, sure, we're Orlando, but we want to go to Tampa, we want to go to Miami, we want to go to Jacksonville. If we open up a branch there, develop a sales team here in Central Florida, promote one of them to be a branch manager at the next location. We have a construction manager, we can promote them to be a construction manager at the next location. Growing that model that's easily replicatable, right, with standard operating procedures in each one, um, allows us to have that vision of, you're not just working for Phil, right, or Presidential Pools Orlando. You're working towards your own opportunity to have your own branch, right, and participate in profit share and grow from there. And so what have, what have been some of the struggles in growing so to, you know, to, to you, did you say 25 million yeah. in the last four years? So what's been some of those struggles um, in doing that so quickly? Cause that's quick. It, it was, it was really fast. And mm-hmm. I, I feel like the, the biggest struggle is finding the right people for the position that you need. So, you know, Originally, when we started, like I said, it was finding people who you trust, who trust you as well, who can buy into your vision, who have the same vision. And when you're growing so fast, it's like, man, I'm just going to hire anybody. Whoever walks through that door, you're hired because I need a warm body or I need somebody who's breathing. And then you start thinking, is that the right decision? 
And now we come to a point where we're out, we're, we're talking about the person before we hire. So we'll get the resume. I'll sit down with the team. Does this seem like a good fit? Uh, my brother-in-law works for me. He used to be a private investigator. He does some background work for me. And then they sit down. And I know a lot about them. We're ready to go. And I think finding the right people, the right vision, the right same goal is the hardest part about growing as fast as we did. And then you always have, you know, mistakes you make, you know, growing so fast. Where we weren't, like I said, we weren't a good old boy that's been in the business 30 years. So we have made mistakes along the way. But we owe it up to them. You know, and if we make a mistake, we fix it. We don't leave you with a mistake in the backyard. We go back and I tell people, I want to leave your backyard the same way I would leave mine in the backyard. I want to make it look like presidential quality because pools are expensive. You know, a $5,000 or $500,000 pool is the same to me as it is to you. It's a lot of money, you know, and people are trusting us to do that in their backyard. So the mistakes, learning from those is very important and finding the right people for the right position. Well, and I think finding the right people for any level that you are in business is always key, right? So even for someone that's wanting to stay maybe smaller, they still have to find the right people to just even maintain that. Um, and so, you know, that that seems to be a common thread just in business in general, uh, finding the right people. So when you look at your building pools, do you guys do any of the maintenance for pools or do you do you sub that out to people or do you have people you refer those those so we originally, I, I saw an opportunity, right? So you're building a lot of pools. Why don't we start to make? I said, sure, let's do that. So we started doing that. Then I started looking at the books, became a loss leader because of COVID. All the material prices went sky high. The, the chlorine, the salt tablets, everything went nuts. So it was physically, it was, it was monetarily impossible to pull a, a green number out of that during that time. Uh, fast forward to where we are today, you know, we fire up all of our own pools, meaning we have employees that go out and put the chemicals in, turn the pumps on, do pool school. So we teach you how to operate your pool where a lot of companies will pass that off to another company, like a third party service company. But I feel that's our last touch, right? I want to make sure that it's memorable. I want to make sure that we're doing the right thing. Uh, that there's no outstanding punchless items on that pool. But I do want to get back into the service. That is the next opportunity for us to jump into because it is an opportunity to continue to grow the brand, right? It's an opportunity for uh, another income stream and it's an opportunity to take over other pools as well. Right. Yeah, for sure. And so you said something about lobster slapper and that, that, that sounds like it would correlate with pools, but I have a feeling it has nothing to do with pools at all. <laughs> It doesn't smell. Funny story. My my wife's cousins are firefighters down south of Miami, and they go lobstering every year during the lobster season. I just got back last week. So Wednesday and Thursday of the week of last week, last Wednesday and Thursday of July, they open up a mini lobster season for people like you and I to go catch lobster in the Keys. Next week, this upcoming week, is when it opens up to everyone, which means the commercial guys get out there and suck them all up. But the hardest part about catching lobster is you have to measure them when you're in the water and you use this aluminum gauge. While you have this aluminum gauge, you also have this net. While you have this net, you also have this thing called a tickle stick. Have you ever been lobster before? Never. Okay, cool. So this is what you do. You're behind a boat, you're swimming in like five to six feet deep in water, sometimes shallower, and you'll just dive down and you'll try to find these rocks or structures that lobsters hide. So all you see is these little tiny antlers sticking out 
Florida lobster don't have claws, so they're clawless. They're really easy to catch. So what you do is you dive down and you find one, and you put this little stick in front of them because they shoot backwards. Their tail shoots backwards. So you put a net behind them, and you tickle them from the front, they go boom, right in your net. Or you throw them into the boat, you're supposed to measure them. So you got this lobster in the net, you got this aluminum gauge, you got a tickle stick. Usually those things all start getting intertwined, lobster flies out, you man, I almost had it. So my cousins actually said, hey, why don't we make, remember those slapsticks when you were a kid? Wait a minute, slaps in your wrist? Exactly what they said. They're like, why don't we make a slapstick that has a three-inch cutout in it, because that's how big the lobster should be from its face to its tail, and allows you to keep it on your wrist all you just pull off, measure, slap back on your wrist. I said, that's brilliant. So we contacted some people over in China. Um, I went there a while back uh, for Skystream, so I made some contacts. And we had a bunch of models made and finally we came up with one. So that company's four or five years old now, and it's doing really well. We're in like Bass Pro Shops, all those other stuff. Uh, but it was just one of those things where he was like, why don't we do this? I'm like, why not? You know, it's you're a firefighter. You do good things for good people. Let me help you out. And it just kicked off. It was awesome. That sounds like a fun, a fun business. It's really neat. It's really cool. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. So what would you, what kind of advice would you give to somebody that's looking to start a business? Seems that you, and I ask you this question because you're not, I mean, you have started other businesses, you've started multiple businesses. So that number one, but then being that presidential pools is fairly new that you, you know, you're, you probably don't forget what it's like to start just four years ago. What would be some some advice that you would give somebody looking to start a business? You know, it's it's commitment. It's you have to commit, and you don't fail until you stop. You know, I think a lot of people they have great ideas and they don't know where to start. Neither did I. So Google's amazing, right? You get on how to start a business and. It's hard because you have to disseminate through a lot of people who want to charge you money to be a, a business coach up front. You don't have the money right because you're starting a business. Mm-hmm. Um, you get scared because sometimes you're all one. Typically, with all the businesses I've started, I've always had a partner because I feel like having a partner is nice because sometimes I'll be on a high and he'll be on a low or I'll be on a low and he'll be on a high and we can balance each other out. Uh, I think as long as you have that vision, a clear vision of where you want to go, how you want to get there, you may not know how long it's going to take you to get there, but you have to continue to, I, I keep saying it, just keep swimming. It's like that Dory model, right? Just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep going because you don't want to stop. The second you stop, you're dead in the water, you're not breathing. But as long as you continue to wake up every day one inch closer to that goal, you're going to hit, right? And that goal just gets bigger. I never thought 25 million would be on the radar for years. I thought it would be five or seven, maybe 10. Uh, but now I'm sitting there going, my goodness, what's the next goal? I mean, I didn't even have that goal in my mind. It just fit. So now it's, it's still bigger, right? Let's get bigger. But it's commitment, knowing that there's going to be sleepless nights. But if you put in the hard work, you're always going to get the result. Just you got to do it. Well, and that's what I was going to ask you. So if you didn't have that goal in mind, because a lot of people will sit down and work like five years back, you know, like say, okay, in five years, this is where I want to be. And then I'm sure you've heard of that where you work backwards and figure out what you need to be doing every single month, you know, that kind of thing, every single year, every single quarter, that kind of a thing. But with you not having had that 25 million in your mind to hit that in four years, what would you say, what would you attribute 
that to? Did you just not say no to any projects and you just mass marketed or what, what, what was the secret sauce there? Yes, yes, yes. So I think the running joke in my office is I'm a yes man. I, okay. I want, I always, I want to say yes to a lot of things. I want to make sure we're continually growing the brand. If it means that we have to take a haircut on a margin. Okay. But you know what we're building it. We're building a brand. We're building a business. And as long as we continue to move forward with profitability, right? You don't want to lose money in the job. Right. Um, you can't be greedy all the time. All right. You got to make sure that you're doing the right thing for the right people and you're making a profit as well as for profit company and people's mouths to see. Um, I think it's, yeah, it's, it's just go, go, go. And I don't know. It's, I don't, we didn't have that goal. And uh, I, I got to think now, like, what are we doing in the next five years, four more years? And that's where I came up with. We got to start multiple locations. I know you know a lot about franchising, and that's something I'm extremely intrigued about uh, because it's an opportunity for me to take this business to multiple levels. Right, and it's not much capital required to start. You you know, if you sell a bull, you get capital. Right. Well, I thought I think the comment you made about you got to be willing to take a haircut on on your profits. Um, I think some people get zoned in on, no, this is just the percentage that we need to make where you, you had in the back of your mind, we're going to build this brand, you know, and in order to build the brand, we got to land more work and we got to land, you know, more jobs. Did you, so you started out as residential. At what point did you decide to move to commercial? Because I could see where there could be really good money possibly. I mean, I don't know the margins and pool at all, but better money probably than residential for a big commercial project. You mentioned that you did a hotel or you're doing some hotels right now. That's right. So we wanted to, I, the first three years was all residential. Uh, <laughs> just last year, we started dipping our toes in the commercial. When I say dip, I wanted to dip and all of a sudden four projects at the same time. And it was like, oh my goodness, what are we doing? Because unbeknownst to me, not having the experience of residential commercial at the same time, what I didn't realize was when you go commercial, you now are dealing with their time schedule. No longer are you on your time schedule. Right. When that happens, now you have to take some of your resources that work on residential and pull them off and go to commercial. So the issue with that is the bigger picture is residential is a income stream, right? You, you dig a pool, you get paid, you shoot a shell, you do concrete, you get paid. We're on commercial, it's different. You're on their pay schedule. So while I'm pulling people off of residential to work commercial, the revenue is not coming on the commercial side as fast as residential. So it's, it's a very fine line balance, um, but I'm happy we did it. Now we have it rolling. So now we can both service the residential customer and also save commercial as well. So it's a, it's a good blend of both. So having said all of that, did you market differently for the commercial business or did you, how, how did you land? How did they find out about you? So I was sitting at my showroom um, with my, one of my sales agents uh, and all of a sudden this guy walks in and I'm like, Hey, how you doing? My name's Phil. Man, nice to meet you. We started shooting the breeze and he's like, I'm building a, a condo on the beach and it has 38, you know, rooms or 38 condominiums. And uh, I need to build a pool on the second story. And I said, let's do it. I, I, a second story pool is intense because now you're talking about build a pool on an elevated, you know, garage area that's people walking underneath it. So they're risking all this stuff. And I said, let's go. 
Um, turns out uh, he's one of the brothers of one of these big music groups. Uh, so it worked out really well. And we put our sign up there. And next thing you know, there's another one going down two miles down the road. They saw our sign. They gave us a call. And I said, let's do that one. And then five or 15 miles down the road from there, they gave us a call. And then once you start working with one or two, word gets out that, you know, you do a good job. Your prices are where they need to be. Um, and it just took off. So there was no marketing, no phone calls, nothing. It was just somebody was driving by and saw our show. Everybody goes, you know what? The company I'm working with is over on the coast, which is 45 minutes away. So I have to go all the way over there to see their show over and talk to them when you're like five minutes from my house. So I'd rather just work with you. So let's, let's party. Let's go. And it worked. So yeah, that's, that's, how it, that's how it birthed itself. That's so cool. It was amazing. I love, I love stories like that. That was truly meant to be for sure. It was. Yeah, it was awesome. It was so, it was so awesome. So in talking with you right now, it seems like, um, your primary source of marketing has been online pretty much not so much print but online with google youtube for somebody getting started what would you suggest they start with what would be the first thing you would suggest facebook instagram youtube i would say make sure you have a page on all three and just start posting just start posting stuff that's relevant to what you do so whether it's you know pools great if you have if you have a gym, talk about diet, right? If you if you take out, I don't know, if you make garbage pails, talk about why your garbage pail is amazing. Um, mm-hmm. But just keep posting. Content this can't. So, and then start dropping a few bucks in the, in the ads, right? So make a video about a pool that you're shooting. I, I used to take my phone out and I used to turn it towards myself. I walk around while they're maybe digging my pool. And I'd say, look at this, we're digging a pool. This is amazing. This is the first step. And, and then I'd post it on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube and People would respond and I'd call them and that would be a potential customer. And I continually just grow and grow and grow. Now we now we hire a professional team that comes and follows around us these really nice videos. But right, you're starting, anything works, you know. And I think people have a misconception that if it's not looking a hundred percent professional or it's not, you know, with the words on the bottom, you're not gonna be seen as a professional people are in business with you. I completely disagree. I think no matter what kind of content you put out. It's still your name out there more than anybody else. I love that. That's great. That's great advice. So as we kind of wrap up here, is there anything you want to share to entrepreneurs out there that maybe just would be your, I don't know, like habits that you have that have helped make you successful or any any kind of tips that you could give somebody? You know, I, I, I like to shoot people straight. Uh, entrepreneurship is a, is a tough road, right? It is. But if you're willing to put in the time and you're willing to take the naysayers out of your head, don't surround yourself with people who don't believe in you. Because there's a lot of people out there. Now there's a lot of people who they see a fall, they they feel good. And those are the people you gotta get rid of. And you'll find them real fast and you tell them you're starting business. They'll be like, you're crazy. You're 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 on your mind. I'll do it. Cool. Let me show you what I can do. I think that seeds the fire. Uh, but just know it's possible. Anything is possible. You just got to have the drive. You got to have the focus. Um, you have to have the people back in you. And you just got to have the commitment. If you do all those, you're going to succeed. It may not be in a month, but you're going to. Well, succeeding in owning your own business is a feeling like no other, right? It's You you, you throw a, a baby from bat to an adult, and, and it's so neat. It's, it's a living organism that just hopefully continues to blossom. 
Well, and having said all of that, and that's all great advice. I I really like all of that. How has your life changed since starting presidential pools? Uh, I'll tell you, a lot of people know who I am now because I do all those videos. So I walk around and I say, hey. I'm at the show, we're like, you're a celebrity. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of fun, right? Um, but not only that, but I think the financial security, um, I spend more time with my family, we have an opportunity to go on more trips and stuff. Uh, but that came at a, at, a, at a price, right? So the first two, three years, it was grind, grind, grind. And I still, I'll still leave this office, which is our headquarters, and go to another personal office. I have an Oviedo right by my house. And I'll work there. It's silent. And sometimes I'll still get out at 7 o'clock at night or 8 o'clock at night. You know, I can't say I turned off at five. It's not, that's not the light, you know, that the idea of, Hey, listen, you live a great life because you only work nine to five and you forget about everything when you go home. That's not, that's yeah. not, you're always work. Yeah. Not many, especially when you're starting out, right. As you get people in place and that kind of a thing, you might have more days that look like that where you can stop at five and move on, but not, not when you're first getting started. Yeah. What it's thought. I think it's, I think it's a certain breed can do it. Right. Um, but I welcome everybody to give it a shot. Cause if you have them, if you have the drive, we can give it anybody. Can right. And so, um, just maybe, um, one last thing, what would you say about the line of work that you you're in, you know, us will like for us being in trees and working outside and, and you, I would kind of, we're, we're considered a service-based business. I would say, you kind of are as well. I mean, you know, how, what what do you think some of the advantages of getting involved with a business that's service-based or outdoors, you know, working in that great outdoors? What would be some of the advantages to that? You know, funny you asked that question because I was, when I was down South with uh, the lobster South, all my cousins and stuff, um, I was telling them, I said, you guys ever heard of ChatGPT? And they're like, yeah. I said, it does everything. It's amazing. It sends out emails, text messages and all that stuff. I said, one day it's going to take over a lot of gym pubs. It's not going to take over ours because that computer's not building a pool and ain't touching trees, right? So being in the service-based business allows you to really be there forever. It's a, it's something that can never be antiquated or taken away. Where a lot of these jobs that are more tech-focused and stuff, you're up against a, a computer, you know? It's tough. No. Well, and like for us and now for you, for you as well, you look at all of these new home communities going in and we drive around and Dan will say to me, well, there's job security, there's work security. <laughs> Amen to that. That's there's the trees. He's like, they're planting trees and another 10 years, those trees are really going to need a lot of work. You know, I mean, because they make you plant like for our industry, they make you plant like 25 trees in your backyard. I mean, I might be exaggerating a little bit, but they do. A lot of these home developments make people plant a bunch of trees and they're too close together and they're looking at them as little five gallon trees. And then once they start growing, they're massive and they're overgrown and the backyards are overgrown. And um, same for you guys, right? They're building all these new homes and people in a pool. It's hot in Florida. Well, it's hot. Okay. It's getting really hot lately. So it's like, man, it'd be really nice to have a pool in your backyard. Yeah. Worked out. That's so awesome. I, I love your story. I love your journey. You. Um, so, Maybe just share as we're closing, you have just hit the 25 million mark, which congratulations on that. That's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Um, something to definitely be proud of. And um, we're 
you kind of touched on maybe franchising, expanding to Florida. What do you think, what are the next big things just imminently coming for you? And they're going to be taking, I, I want to go south and north of Florida. Um, okay. Opening up that branch model, branch manager model uh, is is a top priority for me because I want to give people an opportunity to grow within the business and not be restricted under one one umbrella. Um, take over your own branch. You know, if you know it good enough, you should be rewarded to have your own opportunity to just be profit sharing. I want to I want to grow nationally over time. Right? Can't rush into it, uh, but I think I don't want to I don't want to sit on my laurels and, and wait. Is I know there's other people probably thinking the same thing. Um, so let's, let's go, let's go, baby. Throttles down and we're heading. So you're on a bus with us or saying goodbye, you know, I'm excited. That's yeah. awesome. And you, as you look forward and thinking about possibly the franchise model, um, you're going to have the experience to be able to sh- show other people how to franchise, you know, how to be a franchisee, which is going to be amazing. If that's the growth route that you decide to take down the road, you know, with expanding to other areas, um, because you will have done it. Exactly. And that's, that's it. I want to be able to say, you want to work, you want, you want to open up a presidential pools. Here's everything done for you. Here's your marketing. Here's your advertising. Here's your, here's your CRM. Here's everything you need. And we're here to help. We're here to help you in any way possible. That's so awesome. Cool. So where can everyone find you? Uh, presidentialpoolsfl.com and Instagram, the real Phil L and uh, anywhere else. Hopefully not too many other places, but uh, I try to stay in those two spots for most of the time. Um, but hopefully you see me a little bit more uh, once you start building this business nationally. Absolutely. Cool. Well, I look forward to following you as well. And I appreciate you being a guest today. Right. The- Love it. Yeah. So much fun to talk with you. So thanks everyone for listening and um, we will see you next time. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for joining us today. Michelle's hope is that this podcast inspires you to continue to press forward on your business journey as a chosen business owner. If you enjoyed the ideas shared here, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star review on iTunes and Spotify. Please share this episode with anyone you think will also find value here. You can find short video clips of the best moments from the episode at chosenbusinessowner.com and on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Keep pressing on, chosen business owners.